Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live here from City Field after the Mets today announcing Mickey Calloway, the new manager of the uh, squad. And we bring on right now beat writer for the New York Mets. Does a great job for Newsday. It is Mark Carrig. And Mark, for uh, all that we heard about Mickey Calloway, his personality, uh, his charisma, I, I thought it, it was certainly on display today. I don't know if they've hired him to manage a baseball team or an orphanage <laughs> after hearing that. I mean, it's a very much about get connecting with players mm-hmm. and communication. And then you heard all the corporate buzzwords in there, too. Synergy and collaboration and all this stuff. So I think it's very clear what they saw in Mickey Calloway. And I think it's very clear why they didn't need a second round of interviews. After listening to him today, I think you could see where the connection was between the club and this guy. And... You know, it's things about uh, about a manager's search. It's just really difficult to tell what any of it means, obviously. But certainly, you can see that he's got his stuff together, and he's a pretty ambitious sort too. Because it's the first time I've ever ever seen a manager at his introduction turn to the GM and say, basically, "Hey, I'd like that job," one day. <laughs> which he did at yeah. one point yeah. today. So I thought it was fairly revealing and pretty interesting. No, I wonder if you'd do that if the GM was a little closer in age, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> Sandy doesn't have to sweat it too much at this point, but um, you know, clearly is the guy. He's made a quick rise too, from you know, a big league pitcher to a couple of years in the minor league system for the Cleveland Indians. Five years as pitching coach. You know, that, that's pretty rapid to reach this point where he's managing a club at 42 years old. Yeah, and I think there's, you know, you see the reason for that, by the way. And there's a couple of things at play here. First of all. You know, for working with the Cleveland Indians, those guys have become a consistent winner. And I think they've become a consistent winner because they figured out this use of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tito Francona is a, is a well-respected manager, but, you know, he's also working with a front office that's super progressive. They have their own ideas, too, and it seems like they're able to work it all out. So I think Mickey Calloway has been around this for years now. And this idea of working together and being able to collaborate is a big one here. And you heard it over mm-hmm. and over and over again today. Because by the end of the previous manager's tenure, that collaboration didn't exist between the front office and the manager's office. And I think it's part of the reason why they had such trouble during the year. Not the only reason, certainly. Sure. But part of the equation, and I think it's fairly obvious that Considering what the expectations are next year, they know they can't afford to have that kind of stuff happen again. Well, you, we talk with Mark Craig of Newsday right now. You made the crack at the top about uh, managing an orphanage here, but I mean, he was—he sounded very player friendly, uh, which certainly stood out to a lot of Mets fans. But he also said he would demand more of them than any other team. It's really an interesting balance. I mean, he talked about the conversation with David Wright. If you want to win over that room. Who do you think you have to win over on this Mets team right now, even if it, it might change over, I guess, still uh, over the next few months? Well, yeah, you got to win over the guys that you know are going to be there for a while. So Noah Syndergaard is one of those guys. Yoenis um, Cespedes is one of those mm-hmm. guys. So really it's about the guys that are going to be, you know, not only the you know, players that are going to make a huge difference, 
But I think it's the folks who you can see are going to be around for a, for a while yet. Ahmed Rosario being one of them. Um, I think that's the group that he's going to have to so-called, you know, kind of win over. But I think his biggest point was, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of communication here. And, uh, you know, he made that his top emphasis. I think there's no doubt. He left no doubt uh, what the number one job is for him right now is. And, and that is building these bridges, communicating with guys, uh, and basically, you know, building a culture here that, uh, allows these people to have that kind of relationship. Yeah, he talked about the first thing he's going to do, uh, call all those players and, and talk to them, you know, not necessarily about baseball, but get to know them as uh, as people uh, first and, and go from there. Um, how about this process, the fact that he only interviewed once, and Sandy Alderson and he had never met before. I mean, it's like a you know first date, a blind date, where they, it just took off and um, and they went for it here. Do you think it had anything to do maybe with the Nationals job opening up? I mean, you know, what uh, what stands out about how quickly this all went and, and, and off plan? You know, frankly, a lot of it was cliche because when you hear people go, oh, he blew us away, he really lit up the room, we, we just knew. That's every manager <laughs> for every job in every sport. That in and of itself was not unique in my view. I think what was interesting, though, is what drew the Mets to this guy the pitching expertise, the relationship building. He's also 42. So, and you saw that energy level in there today. Mm -hmm. I think that's the stuff that I was more interested in. Even the, again, showing that ambition when you turn to your boss and go, hey, I'd like that job one day. Um, it's pretty gutsy. You know, he also talked about as he's building relationships, there's going to be rifts in the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. He acknowledged that. And he's right, by the way, there's no such thing as the perfect workplace. Same with baseball. There's going to be people that have issues with one another. It's how do you make sure that doesn't get in the way of winning? And I think he acknowledged that today, which I thought was a really interesting thing to say because it was so honest. And an acknowledgement that, hey, these things happen also told me he's got confidence that he can deal with it when those things happen. And that'll be the test. You know, like I say, winning the press conference is one thing, but when you lose five in a row in the middle of July, that'll be when, uh, you know, the real test and, and we start seeing the, the true colors. What does it say about the Mets process here that we find out that Mark DeRosa, uh, who works at MLB Network right now, longtime MLB player, was the sixth candidate for this job? Yes, the mystery hmm. candidate, and, and as it were. But I think it just shows you how open-minded they were. And I, I know Sandy Alderson said that at the beginning of the process, and if you look at the last six guys, I think it played out that way. Um, you know, these weren't necessarily guys that had a ton of experience. Um, I think a lot of them brought different voices. You know, one of them did have managerial experience in Manny Acta and been fired a couple times before. So I think you got kind of a little bit of everything in those six. So um, I, I kind of was surprised by that with DeRosa um, because of that background doesn't necessarily mesh with some of the other guys, but that said, it goes to that, you know, speaks to that open-mindedness that I think that Sandy talked about in this process. And obviously they interviewed Kevin Long as well, who has uh, now surfaced as a managerial candidate for the Washington Nationals. We asked Sandy earlier about Kevin Long, and he didn't rule out the possibility that he could return as the pitching coach, but said in his conversation with Kevin, you know, Kevin was certainly disappointed. Um, you know, what do you think might be the future here for Kevin Long with the Mets? Well, I think... You know, he's somebody that if he's not back here and if he's not comfortable working in this setup, and I don't know if he, he would be or not. I, I don't know what his relationship, if any, is with Mickey Calloway or anything like that. But, you know, I feel like he's one of those guys where he'll find a place to land mm -hmm. here. And I think he's aware of that. And I think, you know, within the industry, he's respected that way. So that's why it really wasn't a surprise, actually, today to see that. 
his name came up in that opening for the, for the Washington Nationals. I think Daniel Murphy being down there is something that, you know, is an obvious factor in this, too. So He had Curtis Granderson when he came here as hitting coach to, you know, talk up his ability to, to help out players. And, you know, Murph, certainly a guy I'm sure that could do the same. Well, Kevin Long's not lacking for a, a list of pupils that he's helped through the years. Mm. And I think that gets to what I was saying just about his reputation around the game. I think he's, you know, somebody's well-respected at what he does. So, uh, you know, him coming back here, I think that's really his call. I don't think it's going to be a situation where, well, he's not nowhere else to land. I, I think, you know, he, he should have some choices here if he chooses to explore those. Finally, we have a first-time manager who's a pitching coach in the American League, now managing National League ball. Uh, how curious are you to see how this, you know, selection goes for the coaching staff and the fact that it will be collaborative uh, again with the front office and Mickey Calloway? Well, yeah, and that's the thing that I think needs to be emphasized here. That's every team in baseball now. The, the era of the manager basically just calling shots on everything as if he's the college football coach, it's over. That doesn't happen unless your name is Buck Showalter. Like, it's a really small group in I mean, Terry Francona, for all of his credentials, doesn't have that kind of, like, leeway, so to speak, in Cleveland. I think that's part of why you heard this constant about collaboration. Mickey's seen that. Yeah, I mean, Francona, for instance, uh, I was reading about when Callaway was hired as the pitching coach. Francona had a relationship with someone that he would have recommended, but kept an open mind about Precisely. it. Precisely. Yeah. And that's why I think Tito's had success there. I think it's why the Indians have had success there. And I think... You know, for the Mets and Callaway to have success, that level of collaboration has to not just be something they say in press conferences when the cameras are on. Mm -hmm. They got to mean it. And that means Mickey Callaway's got to trust Sandy Alderson to to be able to have, you know, a a hand on hiring staff because he's going to. And Mickey Callaway's going to have to be okay with that. And I think Sandy's going to have to be okay with the fact that his manager is going to want some say. So they're going to have to work that stuff out. It's not the old days. It's never going to be the old days. It's not the manager's king. Those days are over with. And I think... You heard it constantly there today. And it's a matter of can this guy navigate, navigate kind of the new landscape of baseball where a manager and a front office actually have to work together. It's not a one or the other. It's not a Sandy Puppet thing, which I heard a lot mm-hmm. this week. And it, I think it's just the wrong way to even look at that relationship anymore because if, you, if that's the way you're going to look at it, one guy controls the other, they're all puppets pretty much now and it's just not how it works in baseball anymore it truly has to be collaborative no it's good and and it's a great point to make and to keep in mind here so uh that blind date that interview that went so well for these two now a shotgun wedding and uh we'll see how how callaway and and sandy alderson handle it uh going forward here but mark carrig of newsday always a pleasure sir and uh we appreciate you coming on i know you're busy thank you i'm sure there'll be plenty of hugs forthcoming around here there you go i mean hugs i mean that's a big thing now you got to make a uh, contact right physical contact that's that's part of a team they, they look at that in basketball as a study if you you clap hands the most then you win more games Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.